Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hi, welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday night on Fiat Ministry Network. It's great to be here. And I have an amazing guest. And it's also a special show when I can interview a good friend as well. So I would like to introduce to you Heather Makowitz. She is the founder of Peak Encounter Ministries in the greater Philadelphia area. Welcome, Heather, to Journeys in Faith. Thank you so much, Anne. It's so good to be with you just on a personal level as well as here on your show. It really is. And uh, we have so much to talk about because your ministry is amazing. You are a a wife and a mom. And uh, as I said, you live also in my area. So it's also great to be here interviewing somebody close by and a good friend. Uh, and this show is called, you know, Journeys in Faith. So, of course, a lot of times we talk on the show about the personal faith journeys of our guests. So we'd really love to hear your own personal journey as much as you want to share. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, different times that I've had an opportunity to share my story, sometimes I would go all the way back from when I was a child, sometimes, you know, in high school, college. But I, I felt like tonight... I would really like to focus as I was praying about it, um, really a pivotal turning point in my life and that changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. And that was uh, after my husband and I, we were living in Colorado at the time when we made something called the Curcio weekend. And basically what that is, if you're not familiar, it's a, it's a short weekend, a little bit like Kairos, if you're familiar, where you have Royos, where you have people giving testimony after testimony and talking about their life and faith and how they encountered God. And we were so inspired as we were being sent off back into the world, I guess you would say after that awesome weekend, um, we uh, received these crosses, these crucifixes, and we were told the words, let go and let God. And I remember saying, what does that mean? Like I was living a life very fast paced. I had just gotten, uh, earned my master's in social work, which I loved and and had just founded a, um, opened up a satellite uh, office through Bethany Christian Services. My husband was in the Navy. He worked crazy hours. So as you can imagine, our lives were, were definitely hectic before we had kids and, and, uh, So when I'm hearing this, let go and let God, I'm like, okay, do you want me to drop something? What do you want me to do? And, uh, you know, I always had a hard time kind of slowing down and, uh, and I had to figure it all out in my head, but the Lord clearly did something different for me. He had to, he didn't shake me up that the experience that I had shook me up where I got home and I went down on my knees and I said, Lord, whatever this is, you need to show me because I don't know if I can do this myself, whatever this letting go means. And a couple weeks later, it was a really bad snowstorm. And, uh, and we had tickets to see jars of clay. Um, and they have, they, they usually always do a witness before they sing a song. And there was this one song where, uh, I don't remember who the, um, who the lead singer was, but he was talking about how 
he was having a lot of pride issues, you know, controlling everything in his life that he wanted to be able to release that and become humble. And so uh, the song was rooted in this, Lord, tear my world apart so that I can then start from ground zero um, in that spiritual poverty, knowing that I have to rely on you. And, um, and I was actually just barely pregnant at that time with our first child. Mm. And um, I remember saying that prayer at the Jars of Clay concert. And shortly after, it was probably a couple weeks after that, I went uh, to my OBGYN and I had my 20-week ultrasound. Everything was great. Um, and we were cleared to travel to Maryland to, um, to be um, godparents of my nieces, my niece. And we, we flew back in the middle of the ceremony. Well, um, basically I was starting to go into labor. So mm -hmm. I was only at that point, um, barely 21 weeks, just a little bit over. And so it was immediately go to the hospital and, uh, and sure enough, you know, um, Nathaniel, which we didn't name Nathaniel at that time, um, was, was, going to be born shortly after. And I remember the doctors were saying, you know, it's just going to be a matter of days, you know, you're pretty, pretty ready to, you know, go through labor and um, have this child because you're pretty far along. And so now we need to just put you on total bed rest and do this thing called Trendelenburg position where your head is, you know, down and the rest of your body up so that it can kind of, the, they're thinking that the gravity would make a difference. And, um, and uh, so it was probably a couple days through. And um, at that point, um, I started to um, go into a deeper labor. And we had this doctor come in to say, you know, uh, you're, you're about to deliver here. Um, do you want us to give you Pitocin because today is Christmas Eve? Do you want to deliver this child who is on their way um, on Christmas Eve so that you do not have to pair the death of your child on Christmas day? Hmm. And I remember at that point we were thinking, you know, doctors, I guess they know what they're talking about, but there was, it was just not resonating with us. And I remember Dave and I just came together. We were confused. We were like, what do we do? What do we do? And then we remembered those words, let go and let God. And uh, so we, we decided at that time to just say a prayer to the, to the Holy family. And we were like, Lord, if this is your child, you know what you want today. You need to share with us what we need to do next. And, and he, he said, you know what? Hang tight, hang tight. So uh, we said that prayer to the Holy Family and asked for strength. And very shortly after that prayer, my contractions stopped. 
So it was a very incredible sight. The doctors were like, what the heck happened? And I said, well, let me just tell you what happened. <laughs> the Lord intervened. Amen. Yeah. And so it was kind of the beginning of many testimonies of the life of, of this little one. So I fell asleep to the Pope's mass and we had family. It was surreal, spread all over the floor. Um, we're falling asleep to the Pope's mass at midnight my contractions stopped and I remained silent with the contractions until the day the doctors said they would bring in the warming bed and they would um, you know, do what they can to keep him alive, which was the 24 week mark. And he literally came when they said I, I, I had turned 24 weeks, I think, it was like a day after the 24th week mark. When he came out, they said, wow, I think it's wrong because he looks like he was 23 something because his eyes were still fused shut. His skin was very immature. Um, and again, you know, he coded about five different times the first day and a half he was born. Um, and again, the Lord was like, he's mine. He's mine. What are you going to name him? And we were like, okay, okay, Nate, Nathaniel, Noah, Nathaniel. We didn't even know what Nathaniel meant, except for we remembered him in, in scripture. Well, we find out later, it means given of God, mm. gift of God. And I'm going, wow, Lord, like, okay. So I think from then on, so that was our firstborn, Nathaniel. Um, we've had a wild ride. Um, so we've, he's had... Um, since then, because of a brain, the brain injury at birth, um, he has multiple um, disabilities and physical, developmental, and some emotional issues. Um, but he is the light of our life. Like, no filters. He's very truthful. <laughs> and and he, he shocks us out of our own comfort zone. And, and, uh, and after Nate was born, uh, a few years later, we had Noah. And then a couple years later, Hope Therese. And again, the doctors were like, are you sure you want to go forward with having another child? Well, we had a high-risk OBGYN and we had the Lord. Like, did we need anything else? You know, people thought that was crazy. And I said, guess what? God says it has a sense of humor. We had one, the first one at 23 and a half weeks. The second, only five weeks early. The third, I had to actually schedule a C-section. So tell me how that science works. <laughs> <laughs> what so, miracles yeah. what miracles yeah so mm. i think from there you know we've continued to be humbled by experiences that are out of our control but yet also blessed again by experiences out of our control we we've been amazed at how god has worked in our lives miracles of healing miracles of of just transformation i think for all of us and it does it's not easy still but he is walking with us is and and all the time and if we can just continue to keep our eyes open and remember and be aware of those small subtle moments that he's with us then um then i think we're in good condition <laughs> Exactly. I love your faith journey. And you just shared some things with me that I knew some of your story, but you filled in a lot of the blanks. Mm. So thank you. And I know that your story really, if when you look at the whole picture of like what you're doing now and the direction that God has in your life, 
Yeah. Uh, he's really using all of your experiences so that you can bring Christ to others. And so I just want to thank you for really the amazing work that you're doing because you're doing more than just the Peak Encounter Ministries, which is really an incredible nonprofit that you're the founder of. Uh, you're doing other things too. And there we have up on the screen, Peak Encounter Ministries that through creation, the creator and the created meet. And also it is an opportunity to encounter God through his natural creation, engaging your mind, body, and spirit, listening to the beckoning voice of the one who created you to broaden your world and spiritual accompaniment, restoration, and rediscovery of joy through a peak encounter. And I love your website. And I think that your work is amazing. Now, you know, my two daughters, I have uh, Elaine, who's 24, and Sean, who is 22 almost her birthday's coming up and they've been on some of your retreats before and gotten so much from them so would love to hear the journey of peak encounter also and how it came to be and some of the wonderful work that you're doing sure absolutely thank you ann um Really, I think the inception of, of Peak Encounter happened when I saw The Way. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, The Way, um, Emilio Estevez and Martin Sheen, the older Sheen. Yes. <laughs> they were in, in, uh, in, I think it was like an 80s movie or something. And in The Way, where uh, the father uh, tragically lost his son in um, a lightning strike while his son was now after the, I don't know how many time that he wanted to, to um, hike the El Camino, the way of St. James, and which is like a 500 mile pilgrimage hike. And uh, each time he would ask his dad if his dad would like to go, his dad ended up being, you know, pretty busy. I think that's the general gist of the story. And uh, so again, that last time, uh, there was that last time where he asked his dad and his dad wasn't able to go where he you know, had the lightning strike, he died immediately. So his dad had to go uh, to um, pick up his remains. Um, and he, you know, basically uh, they were his ashes. So he thought at that moment when he saw his son's ashes, he was so overwhelmed with grief that he thought, gosh, you know, I need to take him with me and take all of my son's gear and walk the El Camino and carry him with me. And so along the way, he would, you know, meet and encounter a lot of different people. Um, and he would just go through the grieving process. And he was a different person at the end. And at that point, I also, so, so that, that really struck me. And I thought, wow, like, how can we do something like this here in the United States in our own backyard? Because not everyone can, can do the El Camino. It takes a month to do and, you know, not everybody's in shape. So let's do something a little smaller. And uh, at the time I was being formed as a spiritual director, learning how to walk alongside people in their, their life and faith. And, and I thought, how can we combine the two? So the idea of hiking with intention came and I just started inviting young adults to get out and hike with me. And, and I, I said, Hey, bring whatever it is, have an intention for why you're here. 
And what I want you to do is write it down on a piece of paper, whatever you want to do, throw it in your backpack, put it in your pocket, and that's the reason that you're hiking. So along the way, we would just have these organic, natural conversations, and I would learn so much. We had people that were really deep in their faith, people that were agnostic, kind of questioning. It was a safe place to be where you were. And, uh, and I thought, wow, you know, at the end of each hike, I would just ask them, you know, did, did something move in you as you carried these things along and uh, and I would have all these great testimonies and from there I, uh, a friend said Heather all right you need to do a ministry or organization I'm like I don't know what you mean and she said how about how about you pray about the name and that's where Peak Encounter came and in in Peak Encounter the through creation the creator and created meet the peak is green and the the words encounter ministries are purple green meaning nature purple means royalty so it so it is so nature is not an end in itself but it is god's royalty that brings nature to life it is through his efficacious love one love language of many that he invites us back to himself. So from there, we just started, um, I started creating all these outdoor retreats, metaphorically connecting um, an adventure or a hike with scripture and bringing the scripture to life, engaging our body. So we engage our mind, maybe it's through meditative process, um, but how can we engage our mind? The more senses we have going on, the more that that scripture comes to life and we can remember it. So, yeah, so a lot of different experiences we have. Yeah, I love how you just described it. And, and God really used uh, all the different means to uh, enlighten you about what, how to go about starting this beautiful ministry. And, and I'm blessed because it's right in my own backyard in the Philadelphia area. Although I know that your ministry is now uh, outside of just this basic area because of all the online opportunities too. But for the most part, you're offering that outside experience Yes. yes. for, I would say, young adults, but really for anyone. I mean, you told me the other day when we were talking about it that you have gotten clients that have attended your retreats that are in their 70s and gotten so much from that whole outside experience. Uh, and there is really so much to it. So I just want to invite people to go to the website at peakencounter.org. So there it is again. Uh, and I love that picture that's up there too, because uh, I think that God really does speak to all of us through his creation. And I know that you do too. And it is a way for us to feel his presence, isn't it? It's a way that we can feel that God is with us. I mean, I will tell you that admittedly, I take about 45 minutes to an hour in the morning where um, it is by peering out the window, whatever scene is happening outside of my, my large bedroom window and praying in front of the tree, like really looking out at the sky and trees and trying to connect. And that is my way uh, in, my, in the morning of reading scripture, praying, doing my rosary, of feeling God's presence. And I do think that for a lot of us, uh, that is how we connect with God. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. I remember at the beginning of COVID, um, having the gift actually 
a gift in COVID where my husband was able to work from home and, uh, and we would spend every morning um, actually sitting out on our front porch, to, you know, just with our coffee and just breathing and looking around us and, uh, and just being in awe of the various, like we started hearing birds for the first time in a new way. We had the, our little fellow chipmunk that found a little perch that was not far from us. And we would say, oh, is he coming back today? And, you know, it brought joy and peace in the midst of a chaotic time for us. And that's just what nature can do. It can, can bring, it can be that backdrop for us to notice God's gentle love and care for us. Exactly, because we are part of a great big world and we are part of the environment that God created. And I think God does want us to see him through his creation. That's right. And so I just want to commend you because it's a great way to experience God when you go on something called a peak encounter retreat. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, this is an hour show, so we're going to take a lot of time to unpack sure. it. But tell us a little bit, if you could, about some of those opportunities that people can take to do okay. the Peak Encounter Retreat. Sure. So in a very short snippet, I will share, um, we have a diversity of experiences. Um, half of our experiences are contemplative, slowing down kind of style. The, the other are adventure-based retreats. So when I say slowing down kind of contemplative retreat, um, we have particularly one of my favorites, um, our bonfire reflection, evenings of reflection. And your daughter actually spoke at one of them. That's uh, right. So when, <laughs> when people come, you know, they're radical, you know, we want a spirituality of radical welcome radical hospitality, mm -hmm. meeting people wherever they are. They come, they get a chance to be with each other, you know, in relationship organically. And then we just start, uh, when we actually officially start the session, I'll just begin with a little prayer. And then I'll invite a young adult ahead of time, which uh, you're awesome daughter came um, and spoke and this was on discernment and decision making and it was a bonfire retreat and so when we're learning about something like discernment and decision making I like to invite people to get out of their head and actually just spend time in front of the bonfire and just you know it's mesmerizing isn't it somehow we're able to go beyond just the thinker and, and be able to just sit and be with what we're listening to. And so your daughter gave, she would give a beautiful testimony on her experience of discernment. Um, so it's someone that's close to, to their age. Um, and then I would give a little teaching on, on the way that St. Ignatius would speak about um, discernment and maybe some steps, not too many. It's not a cerebral exercise, but just enough to give some practical tips. And, and then after that, invite them to have some quiet time to just spend with the Lord and, and ask them, ask him, what is one question that I have that I'd like to discern? And afterwards we come back and share about that. So there's a lot of, there's silence. There's a little bit of teaching, um, and radical welcome and just, just slowing down. Uh, the, the adventure-based retreats, we have things like high ropes courses and that's um, integrating Peter's 
Peter, the story of Peter walking on water, going from fear to faith. And, and in these high ropes, you have to trust the guide. You have to trust your equipment. So you're, you're becoming Peter there. Um, another is a paddleboarding retreat. Um, and that's based on Ecclesiastes. Um, there's a time for everything, right? So it's balancing prayer work in the rest of our lives. And, and Benedictine spirituality talks about moderation in your day. And so I give a little teaching on that and then we go out and experience it. So paddleboarding, you have to balance or you're going to fall off of the paddleboard. So it's fun too, along with just, you know, um, learning and getting together. And, and it's so fun because uh, it builds relationships organically in a way that's like beyond the classroom, you know, mm. sort of say so. Well, many of us are sort of tactile people that we learn by experience. And I, I know that I'm that way. And I think uh, at least in my own uh, studies that I think a great deal of people are that way too, that, that the way that we learn is through experience and through uh, communication and through, you know, actually being somewhere and experiencing something. So I think it's just an incredible thing that you're doing. And I have to mention that you and I are going to be doing some collaborative work because I'm the director, as a lot of people who know who watch the show, of the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, where we help families in crisis. There's our website. That's what we do. We're a Catholic family ministry. And we help not only families in crisis, but families who are affected by divorce and separation. There's so many of them. And so what you and I are going to do, Heather, is not only what you just described, we are going to do a retreat, which will be something physical, like you said, uh, whether it be an activity that we're going to plan. Now, we haven't done that yet, but we did pick a date for another retreat, and that's going to be on Saturday, May 22nd from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. It will be a collaborative effort between Peak Encounter Ministry and the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation, where we're doing this retreat for those affected by divorce and separation, whether it be an adult child of divorce, or if it's somebody who actually uh, has been divorced and separated or going through issues in that regard. So Peak Encounter and the foundation are coming together where we're going to meet uh, I think we have selected a location, but yes. we, I think we decided that we're doing it at Valley Forge Park in Pennsylvania, yes. which is in the greater Philadelphia area for a couple hour retreat. So keep an eye on both of our websites, uh, as, as I told you before, peakencounter.org or nonatus.org. So we have a lot more to talk about. I'm so excited about that, though. That collaboration is going to be an amazing experience with with uh, your organization, any way we can help to serve um, populations that need to be served. That's right. That's right. Because so much healing is needed for, for people, especially the past year that we've all experienced with COVID uh, so many issues and, and crisis in families. And some of them did invo involve something to do with divorce and separation, which is where we make that outreach. So thank you for working with us uh, to help those people. Very welcome. Yes. Now we do have to take a short break. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. So stay here with us on Fiat Ministry Network. We'll be right back. 
Hi, my, my name, name is Anne DeSantis, and I'm the director for the St. Raymond and Nazis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn about us on our website at nonatis.org. I'm here to tell you today about two great podcasts that I hope that you will tune in. The first Tuesday of every month at 8 o'clock, we have a podcast specifically for Catholics affected by divorce. From 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, go to Philly Nonatis on YouTube to subscribe. In addition, we also have a podcast the last Thursday of every month. That's also at 8 o'clock Eastern time for one hour. And that one is for families in crisis. We have some really great guests coming up soon, so hope to see you then. Please also consider the fact that you can make spiritual direction appointments with us, with our spiritual moderator. All you need to do is go to our website on the contact form and just reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear from you and look forward to setting up an appointment. So we'd love to connect with you. Please share this video and let people know that we're there for families affected by divorce and also families in crisis. Thank you. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. But, uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me, and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit, and you've been saying this and saying that, and I'm, a, you know, he his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things, <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. So we are called to sing. All of us are called to sing. All of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church. Uh, often with my choirs, I, I ask them to listen to each other, to listen to the, 
the sound that they make together as one. That's what we're aiming for. Through the harmony or unison, we're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you going to participate in? Are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist, or not? Welcome back here to Journeys in Faith with my amazing guest, Heather Makowitz, the founder of Peak Encounter Ministries. She's a wife and a mom. She lives in the greater Philadelphia area where I'm from and is also a good friend of mine. And during the first half of the show, we talked about her faith journey, but we learned a little bit also about the great work of Peak Encounter Ministry. I just want to give you a little more information here is that they provide an adventure opportunity to encounter God in natural creation, to seek, leak, uh, excuse me, leap, hike, paddle, rest, walk, climb into abundant life with God, connect with others seeking the profound truth of God's unceasing love, allow God to come close, captivating your heart by responding to his invitation. And their vision is to seek an authentic understanding of God's creation encountering Jesus Christ through expected and unexpected ways to affect society through a peak encounter. And then there's a Bible verse there. It says, through him, God made all things, not one thing in all creation was made without him. That's from John 1, 3. I love that Bible verse. I do too. You know, just always thinking about how, how nature uh, creation doesn't exist without a creator and God is ultimately he through his love he has brought everything to life through his breath he brought everything to life and we being the capstones right so when he created uh, us we are very good so uh, yeah I just I love that too, because it, it just reminds me how we really try to strive at Peak Encounter Ministry to engage people with the good, the true, and the beautiful. So the beautiful being natural creation, the good being us. Remember, in gen in, in, again, in Genesis, we were created and we were created very good. And the truth. So we're also integrating his word. So, so what a better way than to be able to do this out in creation? Yes, I completely agree because we are whole persons, aren't we? I mean, we're body, mind, and spirit and soul. So, I mean, it all comes together. Uh, now, somebody's watching and thinking, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Now, you're from the greater Philadelphia area. And I know that you do a lot of what you do, offering the retreats and outdoor experiences basically in this area. So I wondered if you could share with us who are watching, uh, if anybody is interested in working with you, like what would be some of those initial steps? And if people do live kind of outside of the area, mm -hmm. do you ever travel outside of Philadelphia or South Jersey to do some of these opportunities for retreats? 
Well, why don't I answer probably the latter question might yeah. be the easiest <laughs> first, which sure. is, um, do we offer things outside of the greater Philadelphia area? I think as an organization right now, um, we're focusing on the greater Philadelphia area just as we continue to develop the strategic leadership team and solidify some of these retreats, kind of nail them down a little bit more solidly so that then, you know, at some point we will be able to go forth as a, a an organization and offer these retreats in other places. That being said, I have been invited to go to other places in the country, not too super far yet, um, to offer a retreat, which is pretty easy for me to actually go then to and to just be a spiritual director guiding a retreat like that, then peak encounter as an end in itself. But so I have one capstone retreat that I like to travel with, which is meeting God in nature, encountering God in nature through the wisdom of the saints. So very practical ways that saints might have encountered God in nature and teaching people the same thing. And then they're experiencing it. So um, this next year, uh, there's one at Cape May at Mary's house. So that'll be really neat. That's in October. And then at the end of April, I'll be doing one up in Biddeford, Maine through St. Joseph's house. Um, and that's surrounded by ocean. So while I'm there, I'm definitely going to start talking about Peak Encounter Ministries as a whole, because we have some fabulous new retreat leaders who have been former campus ministers or core team leaders in, in uh, the young adult communities. So, and our aim really is to develop leaders that are younger and then we become those mentors. So, okay, the second question, if people are interested in going on a peak encounter, what you can do is go to our website and click on encounters, the encounters page, and you'll see a calendar of events. And we have one pretty much every month this year. We have one for everyone. We have um, a two or three hiking with intention experiences. That's pretty much just come, show up, hike. Um, then we have one on high ropes. We've got one uh, paddle boarding, one that's canoeing, one that's inner tubing. We also have, um, I think, an outdoor contemplative retreat on the Beatitudes, and that's actually at Valley Forge National Park. So what you would do is just go there, click on the events, you get to see what kinds of things that you'd like to do, um, and just sign up. We'd love to see you. But maybe you're a little hesitant and feel like maybe I'll just wait until I'm with a group of people that I know, or there's an affinity that I might have. Like, for example, maybe you're dealing with divorce and separation, and you don't know if there's anyone else who's dealing with that. What we would love to start doing is to serve other organiz Catholic organizations in the area as a catalyst to connect or reconnect people back to that community of people that can support them. So, so say like St. Raymond Nanatus would, would sponsor us for an event. Then, you know, anyone who is dealing with those very same things would come because there's the affiliation already there or, you know, a young adult group that's out in the area and maybe they've had a hard time attracting people or maybe they want to expand. 
this is a different kind of venue where you can bring us in. We can either do the whole retreat ourselves or collaborate with the leaders and say, however involved you want to be, you are more than welcome to bring the spirit of who you are into what we have to offer. So it's very much a collaborative process, team building process, really being the body of Christ to everyone around, around us. Oh, I love everything that you said. And I want to encourage people to do just that. And if you're feeling that nudge, the Holy Spirit is nudging you to find out more, do so. I mean, even if you don't live right in our area here, um, if you are in the surrounding area, you know, it could be a state surrounding us. I know that you might consider that Heather, because you're a growing ministry and, uh, and you know, it's not that difficult to hop on a plane, I guess. Right. And then, oh, yeah, I mean, I, Hey, I'm open. I'm open guys. I'd love to be able to run something, maybe a weekend retreat mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, we, we have in our, in our mind down the road of taking a group of people to do something with Creatio. Um, they have a beautiful, they're out of Denver and they have a four to five day pilgrimage, um, to Chimayo. Um, so you're, you're walking the desert and it's beautiful and core expeditions, another Tom Zimmer who founded that, um, out in Wyoming. And that's like a multi-day experience where we can also do like, we can come together and do a leadership course with them. So, Hey, the sky's the limit at this point. I would definitely uh, welcome a conversation. If you feel like this is something that might help you out or support you in any way, let us know. No, it's, it's wonderful. I'm really excited for you. Honestly, I think there's many good things that are coming. And one thing that comes into my own mind is that in 2020 and, and before 2020 numbers were going down drastically, especially among, amongst millennial and younger generations, attending mass, really caring about their faith. I mean, of course, we've heard that expression, the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, meaning Mm -hmm. people who do not affiliate with any religion. A lot of times those nuns are former Catholics too. Mm -hmm. And in my personal opinion, I think that this is the perfect way to bridge that gap because you're bringing the nature aspect of uh, reading the Bible, the catechism, the gifts of the Catholic church, the saints, all of that. You're bringing it all together with something that many of the nuns appreciate, which would be the the beauty of nature. Nobody can argue that, right? A lot of people say that they feel God, and I'll put that in quotes, right? They feel God in nature. Right. So what a perfect way to re-engage your Catholic faith, uh, your Christian faith, with nature and also doing something with peak encounter. So please do check out uh, what Heather is doing. And, and like I said, I'm really excited that you're going to work with us uh, with the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation. And we're going to do something on May 22nd. So if somebody is out there in our area and wants to, to come along for this uh, opportunity. Now, this one is going to be for people who are affected by divorce and separation. Now, that's not just people who are divorced or separated. That could be adult children of divorce, or maybe it's a relative of yours that's affected by divorce. Um, Or even if you just would like to come along and you're interested, that's probably fine too. Uh, It'll be on our websites pretty soon. And I think Heather, we agreed that we're doing it as a complimentary 
opportunity, but they, there will be an opportunity to do free will offering. So, uh, so you can't beat that. Right. I mean, Oh, we, we don't want that to be an obstacle, yeah. you know, but obviously, as you know, like in the nonprofit world and especially now any support that we can receive is greatly appreciated. I always say that it's a prayerful, you know, just prayerfully consider. And at the same time, if you can't, that's okay too. We don't want that to be an obstacle. We would love to serve you. That's what we're there for. That's right. And as we're coming out of COVID, of course, we're all still wearing masks. We're all still doing the whole social distancing thing. But you know that when you're outside, it's always slightly safer, right? So yes. I mean, you don't have to have that worry about spreading anything or the worries mm -hmm. that people have about health because we will be uh, in a park setting outside. So that will be wonderful. Yes, and it's really kind of cool because as people still were having a hard time doing retreats inside during COVID, um, we were able to open up in August and start beginning to, to um, give these different retreats and, you know, socially distance and, you know, you're breathing fresh air, you have your masks. Yeah, um, but, but it's, you know, people have, have felt that it's a lot safer to do that. That's right. So, that's right. And we had over a hundred and I feel like someone did the statistics. One of our um, administrative assistants, she's awesome, did statistics and said that we had over 147 young adults that um, have been impacted by um, adventure uh, retreats since August. And I had no idea, you know, and, and um, yeah, so it was really kind of cool to see how the Holy Spirit was like, you know what? you guys are doing just fine. And I truly do feel like young adults particularly need to, you know, find those authentic witnesses that are going to hopefully, hopefully say what they mean and share from their heart. Um, and, and right. So nature also is a place where they can breathe it's very attractive you know to to bring the scripture to life out in nature it feel it might feel more relative and relational to their lives when they're outside doing that maybe they're not quite ready to go to adoration yet maybe they're not re ready to go back to mass but let's explore what your image of god is out in creation what does it look like when you see a sunset or a sunrise and think beyond yourself someone who who has created you and loves you even more than you might love yourself mm, beautiful really is heather uh, and the whole idea i think of that contemplative prayer, we hear so much in society today of the word mindfulness. Yeah. And my understanding of that is being able to using your senses to slow down and appreciate the creation around you it could be something very small. But when we combine that with our faith, with our Catholic faith, there's so mm -hmm. much to unpack. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really what you're doing by bringing people outside and saying, you know what, God is here. Yes, of course, he's at adoration. Of course, he's in, in all of our sacraments. And that's really the highest place that we can experience him. But uh, it's also a wonderful opportunity to experience the Lord in his own creation. So uh, thank you so much for all that you're doing there. Yeah. Now, I know in, in addition to all of the work that you're doing with Peak Encounter, you're also a certified spiritual director and counselor. I wondered if we could spend a little bit of time telling our viewers about that. Sure. So 
I felt called to going into the formation as a spiritual direction director back in 2016, because I had received spiritual direction for about 12 years. And uh, what that is, if for those that don't know, it's really someone that has been trained and formed in Catholic Christian spirituality, on um, the lives of the saints, um, learning a little bit about discernment and decision making, um, and particular traditions in the church. So Ignatian, Salesian, you know, uh, Carmelite, you know, those various traditions. And, um, and what, what my spiritual director did with all of that was she would meet me where I was, whatever I was dealing with. And I started seeing her when Nate, my oldest, was very, very young. In, she would meet me in my pain. She would meet me in my joys of these amazing experiences when he finally walked. And so she met me in my human experiences as well as the experiences that how did they intersect with God's invitations to me, God's subtle movements in my everyday life. It's not a, just a spiritual life in a physical life, but how do they intersect? So at, through the years, I thought, how can I be like her? And she said, I think when you'll know that you are ready for this, you will notice that people will start entrusting you with their stories. And in time, being part of inner healing prayer teams and just kind of walking with people, friends, family members, um, and hearing their stories, uh, I thought, wow, maybe, maybe I am being called to that. Um, and, and so anyway, so I went to Newman University and uh, had the formation and began seeing people in spiritual direction in 2017. And people come because maybe they're in the transitions in their life where maybe they're about to retire and they want to seek meaning. What is it that God's calling them to now? Maybe they've just graduated from college or they're looking for a new job. And what is God calling to them and maybe a new line of work? Is God calling them to be anyone to be married, to be single? Um, and also the discernment of God's spirit in your everyday life. Um, how is, how is it that what you're doing is um, leading you closer to Christ or away from him? And what is that like when that's happening? So we unpack those things. And, uh, and I love it. It is, besides being a parent and a wife, I call it my third vocation. It is such a privilege and a sacred place to be able to walk with someone in their journey in faith. So I love the name of this, oh, like thanks. journeys in faith. I just realized I just said that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I love what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's exciting. So I give spiritual direction, um, at Malvern retreat house mm -hmm. at, um, Dalesford Abbey. I'm also an adjunct over at, um, St. Raphaela center, but people have just kind of been coming to me just from, I don't know, just kind of either they know me or someone knows me or I've, I've done like a, a talk or something. So it's been really cool how the Lord's blessed this uh, ministry because it's about him. He's the true director. I'm there as a facilitator, really. Yeah, I, I, I love the work that you're doing. And uh, and again, commend you because God is using you. You're really an instrument through all that you're doing, through being a wife, a mother, Peak Encounter Ministry, spiritual director all of these things. It's just uh, really a wonderful and phenomenal thing that God is using you in such great ways. 
Uh, and spiritual direction has helped me too in my own life. I was introduced to it back in 2001 uh, and, and have been on a journey. You know, you go through different spiritual directors over the years and you learn so much from all of them. So if people are watching and you want to know more about spiritual direction, Heather would be somebody that you can connect with. Um, tell them where they can connect or learn more about what you do. Is there the website? Sure, yes. Um, okay, so either you can go to the website, which is hello at peakencounter.com. But honestly, if you're interested in learning more about spiritual direction, reach out to me. Um, my, my email for spiritual direction is allowing God to come close at gmail.com. Reach out. And even if you don't know what it is and you want to learn more about it, I love to share. And I'd love to hear what might have led you to be curious about it. It's so fascinating. I loved, I always feel like I learned so much more from people that arrive in the door than what I have to offer. Well, that's what spiritual direction I think is all about too. It's that invitation. And, and also, you know, when you, when you meet with a spiritual director really is they're walking with you yes. in your own journey of life and your journey of faith. Yes. And, and that's what Heather does. Now, I will also mention that she mentioned her website and she also, or her email address and the website. It's also on our website at nonatus.org on our helpful resources outside resource page. If you scroll down there, you will see Heather's picture, her description, and the way that you can get in touch with her. So I uh, just wanted to mention that too. If somebody wants to do it another way, just going to nonatus.org. Thank you so much, Anne. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else that you might want to share with viewers about other things that you're doing or maybe things to do yeah. with your family that you might want to mention? Sure. So a couple things. First of all, I'm excited to say that I'm finishing a two-year residency program at the Lanteri Center um, out in Denver this summer. And uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Father Timothy Gallagher. Uh, he's an amazing spiritual director. So the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Uh, uh, anyway, so I'm finishing that, that residency, and now I'll be able to offer the spiritual exercises in everyday life um, starting the fall. So if you're interested in that, I'm super excited to take you through it. And secondly, um, later this year, you'll see a book called uh, that's going to be released. Um, it's in the process of being published called Peak Encounters, A Spiritual Field Guide for the Adventurous Soul. 31 inspirational reflections to connect you with God through the beauty of nature. And in there, we have testimonies. I'm not going to tell you who. There are some surprises, but those of you who know Bear Wozniak, he has an entry on, on um, surfing, Father Nathan Cromley on ice climbing, and so many, Bill Donahue uh, talks about, again, being lured by beauty. Kelly Walquist from wine and then we have everyday people like me and you and who are just their testimonies are just as powerful so i hope that you'll stay tuned for that as well and yeah, yeah. i can't wait i can't wait now when will that come out so that people can buy it probably so usually uh right now it's in the submission process so by the time they're done doing like the formatting and all that fun stuff i would say probably within the next three, four months. So 
yeah. So I guess how how should I keep people informed of that? Will be it'll be on your website, correct? It yes. will be at mm-hmm. beacencounter.org. Will it be on Amazon as well? Yes, it will be okay. uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, like all oh, the main good. places. So you'll be able to find it there. Yeah. So be sure that if you do go to Amazon to look up Heather Makowitz, and as I always say, you can always connect with with me or with um, Fiat Ministry Network or with nonatus.org because I can also help to get you back in touch with Heather. But uh, she and I talk all the time, so we can definitely connect you there. So Heather, I want to thank you so much for being a guest here on Journeys in Faith. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you know, I always it's always a joy to, to talk with you and to catch up. I feel like this is just a nice casual conversation that we have like we always have and get a chance to break up in our lives and talk about what really we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So so thank you. And I can't wait to see who else you have on soon. I have some good oh. ideas. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That'd yes. be amazing. And I just yeah. want to invite your friends and our friends here to like this page. This is Fiat Ministry Network. And it's also being aired on Journeys in Faith with Anne DeSantis on Facebook and the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation too. So if you can like them and please do like and, sh- and follow Peak Encounter Ministry and subscribe on their website, because like I said, it really is a great ministry. And there it is again. So I love the website and love all that Heather is doing. Um, I have one more invitation for all of you. And we do this a lot of times after the end of all of our shows is that we're inviting viewers to go to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry because there's an opportunity there for a membership to the Patreon site called Discover Your Mission. Now there's different levels there. You see the $5, $7, $10, $25. There's a show there called Five Minutes of Faith. Now you do have to be a subscriber, but Heather is going to join me there where we are going to talk about ways to enrich your faith and enrich your prayer life. So do check that that out on patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. So everyone, thank you again, Heather. And that's right. And we will see you all here next week on Journeys in Faith. Thank you. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Anne DeSantis.